0: Welcome to the Elevate Live podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Isn't it great to be around yes people? So I'm just gonna prophesy over your life. This year you're gonna hear more yeses than you've ever heard before. I'd like you to do business with me, yes. I'd like you to be a partner with me, yes. I need some money for a business I'm going into, yes. I've been looking for you all my life. Will you say yes? Yes. So I'm just speaking it over your life. And by the way, if it doesn't happen with anybody else, make sure it happens with you. Don't be a no person. Be a yes person. There's just an automatic default in us. And by the way, the more insecure you are, the more of a no person you are the more of a cautious person that you are, the more, I don't know about that, just say Come on, y'all. Just say yes. There are all kinds of doors that God is going to open for you this year, and it starts with your yes. It starts with your yes. So when you find yourself saying no, just really have a good reason to say no. Because God wants you to get on the yes side of life. Man, I've got so much today. My team said, are you going to get through this? Josh said, Dad, you've got enough here for three messages. I didn't know what he said. I was making that up as I went, but I didn't know how, I didn't know how many messages he thought this was. But I think it could be about a year. Anyway, all right. <clears throat> so my title today as we start our yes series is to say yes to belonging, to belonging. And I just wanna encourage you again, our key scripture this year is Luke 1, verse 37, and that is, for with God, would you just say it with me? For with God, nothing will be impossible. You know, uh, yes, so he said, yes. Uh, Can I just say that God is very concerned in the most positive sense that you understand that you're his son, that you're his daughter, and that you belong in his family. And so many times we're focused on what we believe, but God doesn't care as much, and I really want you to hear me when I say this. He doesn't care as much as, you, as where you are in your journey of belief as he does in your spirit that you feel you belong. You see, too often times, and we've seen it in our country, people separate themselves because of their different beliefs. So it's not belief first, it's belong first. And if I could just say it this way, I believe this is what God would want us to hear today. God is a God that he wants us to understand, belong, believe, and become. If God has a path, that's what he has. He he wants you to know that you belong, Then he wants you to believe and then he wants you to become everything that he's created you to become. I had the privilege uh, in college and even post-college to do some uh, graduate, postgraduate study in psychology. And one of the things that I came across that I buy into, I bought into it then and I buy buy into it now. In 1974, uh, Abraham Maslow, came up with the, the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And I wanna just start today because I wanna show you something because too often times we don't understand the power of this as it relates to belonging. And what he talked about was that we have, first of all, basic needs. We have physiological needs. So we need food, we need water, we need warmth, and we need rest. Everybody that would agree with that, say Yes. But then there's also some basic needs that involve our safety. And that's security and safety. And these are our basic physiological and safety needs. But then the third most important need that we have in our life is what he calls belongingness and our love needs. It's intimate relationships and it's friendships. And I won't go to through the rest of the hierarchy, but I. This profoundly impacted me. I've preached it for years because, again, all truth is God's, God's truth. Soren Kierkegaard, who was a great philosopher, said that. He said, you know, all truth is God's truth. So we've got to embrace the truth and the truth that aligns with the Word of God. And I believe this does. I believe everybody here, just from a logical perspective, can understand that we have physiological needs. We need food. We need water. We, we, need, we need warmth. We need rest. I understand that the mighty men today... Uh, Many of them who are going through SOCON right now, that today's the day they get to actually eat. Uh, Welcome to your own Super Bowl. I mean, this is just, yes, just enjoy yourself and pack it in. And thank you for the commitment that you're making to be better men and mighty men for the glory of God. Let's give our men in the house a big hand. Thank you for your commitment. I want to ask you a question, and the question is this. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong somewhere? I want you to think about it just for a second because if this is such an important basic need, like we understand, okay, food, water, uh, safety, rest, like again, that's our physiological needs. Like if you don't have food and if you don't have water, uh, it's not gonna be, you're you're not gonna be thinking about money. You're not gonna be even thinking about shelter. You'll be thinking, I need something to eat. I need something to drink. I mean, what is it, Josh, you can uh, duck, duck, go or whatever it is. I used to say Google, but I don't agree with them anymore, so uh, I don't belong to them. But anyway, uh, what, what do they say? You can go uh, You can go um, 40 days uh, without food, but how many days can you go without water? Just kind of look that up for me. Um, yeah, somebody said three, but I think you can go a little bit longer than that. You can do better. <laughs> anyway, no, <laughs> no, you can make it another day. You're not gonna die on the third day. But But the reality is this, there are some basic needs that just your physiology will cry out for. Listen very carefully. There's some basic needs that you you need to feel secure, you need to feel safe, but watch this. Next is belonging and feeling like you're not only loved, but feeling like that you have love to give, that you actually belong. I was thinking about this this morning as I passed about four schools, on the way to church. I remember when we first started our church in uh, 2000, on on my 40th birthday, January 9th, on 2000, uh, Frisco had just announced that they were building 56 schools. I thought, oh my goodness. I don't know if I've ever been in any city that's built 56 schools. And sure enough, man, they have built a lot of schools, y'all. But as I drove by about three or four of them this morning, I don't know about you, but i never went to any school that i felt like i belonged there maybe it's because of my you know learning disability or something i don't know but i'm just telling you i never i never just felt like like in this building i felt like a stranger in every school i was in like i i, I did I, I didn't think this was my place I didn't think these were my people. Can anybody identify with me when you, like, like I did not, I mean, there's some people, they love to go to school and they love to hang out with their friends and I think that's wonderful. My little Layla Shayla is one of those people, she actually loves school and I am praying she will always love school. But I did not not like school because of the learning, I love to learn. I didn't like school because of the unfamiliarity of the people there. I didn't like school because it looked institutional. Uh, In other words, I didn't feel like I belonged. I don't know if you've ever even really thought about this, but, but because it's one of our greatest needs, some of us don't know why we feel like that we have a hole on the inside of us because some of us grew up in families that we didn't feel like we belonged in. And I don't know how to describe this to you if you don't know what I'm talking about. Like if you grew up in just the perfect family and you just thought, man, I have felt so loved in my family and I was loved so well and I've tried to create that for my children and I, th- I think maybe delusionally that they would say, I feel like I belong to the family. But, but that, that wasn't necessarily my, my case and I may have some family members watching and I, I'm not saying this to because it's nobody's fault. But, but I would literally hear language, I would hear thought processes, that very early in my life, I would just, it was like, hmm, and I, I strive to respect my parents. Do you know that the only place that I ever felt like that I really belonged, and I'm talking about my own psychology now, my own emotions, was when I went to the house of God. Some of you have no idea how important it is, not only that you come to church, but that you bring your children to church because the truth is people in their school are not, they do not have a goal, nor do their teachers. I love all teachers, but their teacher's goal is to not make your child feel like they belong here. Your children will be judged based on their performance They'll be evaluated based on how they do, if they become an athlete, on and on and on. But nobody is thinking, hey, we wanna make you feel like you belong here. And maybe even as a parent, I want you to really hear what I'm saying. Maybe you haven't had this thought process even with your own children. And your own children may not be able to process like I did at the age that they are, that they don't feel like that they belong. What are you doing? Here's my question to you. What are you doing to create a sense of belonging? Because people who felt like they've never belonged, you have to learn from that and you have to say, okay, I know how I felt in my family growing up and so I want to create a different dynamic in my family. Somebody say yes. So I don't know if you've experienced this or not, but I've experienced it my whole life in different scenarios, in different situations where I did not feel like that I belonged. And again, what, what, what is it that gives us this sense of belongingness? So belonging is a sense of fitting in or feeling like you're an important member of the group. A really close family gives each of its members a strong desire and a sense of belonging. And that's what I would say to my children. I'd say, look, that's why we had a family mission statement. Never allow the good to be robber of the best. And, and the guts of what that meant. The guts of what that meant were, hey, be your best for God. So never allow the good to be of the best. It's a cute little saying. My son has it tattooed on his wrist. It's our family mission statement. But what does that mean? What that means is what I tried to intentionally and strategically teach my children from a very early age was that I want you to be your best for God because you're a part of God's family. I want you to be the best for yourself, not better than somebody else, but the best you that you can be for God. And then... And then I want you to be your best for others. And that's what our family mission statement, our, our core values, honor, positive attitude, excellence, leadership, generosity. I, I, wanted, I wanted to create an environment within our family that our children felt like we belong here, but they didn't have to figure it out on their own. And honestly, and again, with all due respect, hear my heart, my parents don't know what I knew or what I know now. And, and the, the reality is they were working hard and they were just trying to put a roof over our head make sure we had food to eat and all that and I honor them for that. But there was no intentionality of, hey, you belong here, you are a craft. I never heard that one time. I never heard, you are a craft and this is how we act. You are a craft and this is what's important to us. You are a craft and this is what we agree on. There was no intentionality and probably with you, there wasn't either because people don't know what they don't know. That's why welcome to Elevate Life Church, because you're gonna know in the name of Jesus that you can say yes, because you do belong. And it's so important. So with that said, I wanted to create a sense with my children that they belonged, and that we shared core values, and that we were very different, but we shared what mattered most so that we could live a life that most mattered. I would say things to them like, hey, whatever we do, let's do it together. Well, Nick, here we are. And I'm 61 and the future is sitting right on the front row and was on this stage that you just saw. And that is my son and his wife and Keila and her husband and my daughter and her husband, Clay. Now here I was when they were little bitty going, hey, what we do, listen, what, what we do, let's do it together. I didn't know what the future held. I wasn't a pastor. I just wanted to have some kind of table big enough that if God used me to create something for his glory to advance his kingdom, that if my children chose to belong to that and belong with me, that we could make a a mark in the kingdom for the glory of God. Belonging is so important. And I want you to really open up your heart and open up your spirit for the next few minutes because I believe this is straight from the heart of God for you. When you belong, you're an official part of a group or you're compatible with certain people or suited to a specific place. A feeling of belonging describes this sense of truly fitting in or meshing, especially with friends, family members, or other like-minded people. I want to be honest with you. Growing up, I did not mesh with my family. It's not their fault. My, My father just really didn't know God. I was passionate about God. My mother knew God, and I was, felt very close to her at different times. My mama, many of you know, was my hero. She's the one that prayed me back to life. We were very close. But, but the reality is, is that even, even in the family that I came up to came up in, uh, even though we went to church, like, I, I, there was just some disconnect for me. And again, I don't blame that on anybody but I don't know if you've ever felt that way. And some people have never reconciled that within themselves, and there's a hole on the inside of them and they can't figure out why. And so they get into a marriage, they should have never got in and they get out because they don't belong with that person because they didn't learn about the importance of belonging. They, they, or they're in a marriage and like Henry David Thoreau said, they live quiet lives of desperation. They don't feel like they belong, like they, and, and we live this, We live this life a lot of times not fitting in. You've heard the expression, uh, a square, what is it? A square peg trying to fit in a hole. I'm not very good at, at cliches. Square peg in a round hole. How many of you have felt like at some point of your life, you just didn't belong or you didn't fit? Let me just see your hands. I want to make sure I'm talking to the right crowd here. Those of you that didn't raise your hand, either your arm doesn't work or you're the angels among us and you felt like you belong because wherever you go, there you are and everybody ought to be happy you're there. (laughs) So thank you for being in this room because you're making us better. Simone Wells said this, to be rooted is perhaps the most important and least recognized need of the soul to be rooted. This is what's wrong, listen very carefully, with people who come to a church and they don't get rooted and they don't get planted and they just pop around. And they go from church to church, because watch this, they're trying to find a need to belong rather than understand that they bring something to that place that will make that place greater. So, A sense of belonging, Dr. Kenneth Pelleter said this, a sense of belonging appears to be a basic human need, as basic as food and shelter. In fact, social support may be one of the most critical elements in distinguishing those who remain healthy from those that become ill. Wow, listen very carefully now. In their book in 1996, Mind, Body, Health, The Effects of Attitudes, Emotions, and Relationships, Researchers Brent Hafen, Keith Karen, and Katherine Fransen and N.L. Smith described the results of a nine-year study of 7,000 people that lived in Alameda, California. The people with many social contacts, a spouse, a close-knit family, a network of friends, a church, or other group affiliations, lived longer and had better health. Somebody say yes. Yes. People who were socially isolated had poorer health and died early. So President Biden, Governor Newsom, and whoever else that wants to continue to shut down our country, this is unhealthy for the United States and it's unhealthy for the world. (laughs) Open the doors, let people come in. And in California in particular, which my friend Nick and Megan are here and other people have moved here from California know what I'm talking about. In other words, shutting things down, isolating people, you might keep yourself from getting coronavirus, but here's what I'm telling you, you're gonna die in other ways, why? Because God created you to belong and he created you for connection. And the truth is, I'm not saying coronavirus is not real, it's real, it is a real thing. But we cannot live behind doors, afraid of a disease. And guess what, you're gonna die of something And I'm not saying this to be insensitive, I'm saying this for real. We've got to understand, just as important as water, just as important as food, just as important as shelter is belonging and having social connections and it doesn't quite work the same way through a screen. God created you to belong more than he created you to believe. And again, I just want to stop for a minute and thank God for the state of Texas, where we are open and where we are free to be who God's called us to be. Thank you, Lord. That's me personally. So, you can't protect yourself from all sickness. You can't protect yourself from all disease. You can't protect yourself from all the things that might kill you. You're gonna drive your car today. You might be hit by lightning. Somebody might kill you. Would you just live your life? Would you realize that God has called you to be that kind of person? And don't think that by sheltering and, you know, hol- holding on and, and just just isolating yourself, that somehow that's gonna be healthy because again, statistics prove that it's not. In fact, those who had few ties with other people died at rates two to five times higher than those that had good social ties. So I shared this with you. That's why this year is a divine conjunction for us in the spirit because there was a, there was a, a grand conjunction In the heavens, the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. And when the heavens declare the glory of God, Saturn and Jupiter came closer than they have in almost 400 years because it was a message to the world quit being separated, come closer than you ever have ever before in generations and watch what God does. Let's believe that God is God and that by us coming together and being together, He'll make us more healthy in the process, not make us more sick. The other is a lie from the devil. Really hear what I'm saying. Psalm 68, verse four through six. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Lift up a song for him who rides through the desert. His name is the Lord. Be in good spirits before him. A father of the fatherless and a judge and protector of widows. Is God in his holy habitation? God makes a home for the lonely. He leads the prisoners into prosperity. Somebody say amen. Amen. Only the stubborn and rebellious will dwell in a parched land. God wants you to know that there is a place for you to belong. He doesn't want you to be isolated, feeling alone, like you're just in a desert. There is a place for you at his table. He wants you to know, no matter where you are in your journey, that you are welcome. He loves you so much that he doesn't just want you to believe, he wants you to belong. In fact, God wants you to know more than anything else that you do belong. And the enemy's goal is to get you feeling like the opposite. You know, we hear things, no matter who's in the White House, well, that's not my president, or I don't, that's not my America, or I don't belong here. Let, Let me tell you something. You belong wherever God's put you, and you belong there to make a difference. We are not the result of what somebody else's belief system is. We were born in the United States of America. We will fight for the United States of America. And the truth is, it's not about just, you know, people say nationalism in church and blah, blah, blah. Listen. For such a time as this, God has raised up America to be a beacon of hope. I believe that with all of my heart. And the devil is doing his damnedest to keep that from happening. But in the name of Jesus, there is a remnant and it's called the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we meet together and as we belong together, God is gonna use us to make a difference. I believe that with my whole heart. But you see, the enemy wants you to, wants you to feel like that you don't belong. And some people walk into a church like ours and it's so different for them that the first feeling they feel like is, well, I don't know if I belong here. Let me tell you why you belong here. You belong here because I believe in the name of Jesus. This place represents the next level that everybody that walks through those doors that everybody that drives in this parking lot, the next level that God has for them. And it may not be for everybody, but the truth is God wants you to belong somewhere. When you look at the world, The world is messed up, the world is aching because they have no sense of belonging. Many people and even Christians are homeless or stay at home believers. God doesn't care half as much about what you believe as he does about you knowing that you belong. While you're wandering through life, wandering, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G, you're wasting your life. On the contrary, when you know you belong, you are building and advancing what you belong to. I wrote this a few days ago. If you don't belong, you will never sell, build, or create anything that people want to belong to, that people wanna belong with or to. Some people can't figure out why they don't do that well in business, because if you don't have a sense of belonging in yourself, how can you sell what you're selling to somebody else? So this belonging is so important, this thought process. It's not enough, and I want to say this with all due respect, and I appreciate everybody that watches online, two thirds of our church now watches online, thank you. But listen very carefully to my heart, it's not enough to be online. You need to be somewhere so you can help yourself by helping other people. And so I wanna encourage you to understand there is a longing for belonging because God made you to belong. I said, there's a longing for belonging because God made you to belong. You know, I travel quite a bit, and when we travel, it's an amazing thing. You know, I don't just throw my suitcase on there and I hope that they know it's my suitcase. On every suitcase, there is a label that it belongs to somebody. And so you put your name on the suitcase, but there's also another label, and it's a label of where it's going. So again, this is like, this is common sense, right? Which there's not a lot of that today, seemingly in our world. But the common sense is you don't go and say, oh, they'll, I don't need to put my name on my suitcase and it doesn't matter if they tag it to where it's going, it's my suitcase and it'll just show up. This is how a lot of people live their life. They, they don't belong and therefore, even the belongings that, that God would want them to have, they lose. So, Here's what I wanna talk to you about for the next few minutes. When I say yes to to belonging, I'm saying say yes, number one, to belonging to God. You belong to God. And I'm gonna tell you that's the the confident assurance I had when I was growing up. I knew I belonged to God. I'm so grateful for my mom in particular because she led the way in our family for us to be in church. And I'm so grateful because I felt like I belonged. Like when I was in the house of God, I thought, this is where I belong. Like these are my people. But most importantly, I felt like like, you know, I belong to God. Even at times when I didn't feel like I fit into my family and the paradigms and the thought processes, I thought, hey, I belong to God. And so my mother helped establish that by, by taking us to the house of God. John 15 says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Somebody put an amen on that. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were in the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world will hate you. Just know this: you're gonna feel some hate sometime. And by the way, the more you win, the more you're gonna feel hate from people that lose. The more you win, the more you're gonna to have to deal with sometimes the rooms that maybe don't feel like that you fit in, because so many people feel like they're on the losing side of life. And the fact is, if you don't feel like you belong, you're losing. Isaiah 56 says this, God's message is guard my common good, do what's right and do it in the way, the right way. For salvation is just around the corner. My setting things right is about to go into action. How blessed are you who enter into these things, you men and women who embrace them, who keep the Sabbath, who keep the Sabbath and don't defile it who watch your step and and don't do anything evil. Make sure no outsider who now follows God ever has an occasion to say, God put me in second class. I don't really belong. And make sure no physically mutilated person is ever made to think I'm damaged goods. I really don't belong. In other words, the Bible is saying this. No matter who you are, To the mutilated who keeps my Sabbaths and choose what delights me and keep a firm grip on my covenant, I will provide them an honored place in my family and within my city, even more honored than that of sons and daughters. I'll confer permanent honors on them that will never be revoked. Somebody put an amen on that. So it doesn't matter how your life has been mutilated. It doesn't matter how you've been maybe abused. It doesn't matter all the things that the enemy wants to use against you to make you feel like you don't belong. God says, when you turn to him, when you keep his Sabbath, when you put him first, when you value his house, he'll take all the negatives. And guess what? Even sons and daughters who know that they're sons of daughters won't be as blessed as those who've been mutilated. And they come into the house of God and say, I belong to God and I belong in this place. Come on, put an amen on that. And as for outsiders who now follow me, working for me, loving my name and wanting to be my servants, all who keep Sabbath and don't defile it, holding fast to my covenant, I'll bring them to my holy mountain. I'll give them joy in my house of prayer. I just pray in the name of Jesus, that no matter what goes on in your life every week, that when you, your tires hit this parking lot, the miracles, the possibilities begin in the name of Jesus, and this will not only be a place of safe refuge, but be a place of healing for you, wholeness, health, happiness, favor, blessing, in Jesus' name, come on, put an amen on that. So, they'll be welcome to worship the same as insiders, to bring burnt offering and sacrifices to my altar. Oh, yes, everybody say, oh, yes. My house of worship will be known as a house of prayer for all people. The decree of the master, God himself, who gathers in the exiles of Israel, I will gather others also, gather them in what those have already, I will gather them in with those already gathered. So say yes to God. I can't do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. You have to be the one that says yes to God. And when you say yes to God, you don't just say yes to belonging to God, but watch this, you say yes to being a child of God and yes to every good thing that he has for your life. And can I just remind you today what Whitney said was true earlier. God is a good God and he has good things in store for you. Come on, put an amen on that. Here's the second thing today, and I'm only gonna give you two. Say yes to belonging to a spiritual house. Say yes to belonging to a spiritual house. Psalms 92 says this, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like cedars of Lebanon, for they are transplanted into the Lord's own house. Transplanted means what? It means you're taken out of the family that you were born into. You're taken out of mentalities that you grew up with. You're taken out of your pain Your pots of pain, if I can say it that way, you're taken out of, of where you've been planted in the past. Like I said, I had to go to school at L. O. Donald in Oak Cliff because that's where we lived. I didn't choose that school. I like had to go to that school, and many of you have been on the have to side of life your whole life. I have to go to this school. I I have to go to work, I have to. And you don't realize that we we develop a mentality and it feels like we have to and we live life resisting. And God says, listen, for those who are transplanted to the Lord's own house, they will flourish where? Not in their job, but in the courts of our God. Even in their old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Come on, Tom Brady, (laughs) 43 years old. I want him to get number seven. You know why? Because when he gets number seven, he'll have more Super Bowl wins than any franchise, not person, but any franchise in the history of the NFL. So I'm kind of pulling for him today, because he's 43. I wish I could be out there catching a ball at 61, going, let's go, man. This is the Bible. Even in old age. What's old age gonna look like for you? And I don't wanna get old. You don't have to. Your body's gonna get older, that's the truth, but your mind doesn't have to get old. Some people are old way before they're old. But when you're in the house of God and you're planted in the house of God, watch this, you're gonna flourish and even in old age, you will still produce fruit and you'll remain vital and green. I love this, verse 15, Psalms 92. They are living memorials, who are? Those that are planted, transplanted, transplanted out of your family paradigms, transplanted out of whatever pots you've been in the past, jobs that have hurt you, relationships that have hurt you, getting transplanted, getting literally pulled up, uprooted and replanted in the house of God. Listen to this, they become living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises, he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness. In Him, And so let's, let's, let's really get planted in the house of the Lord. Not just be a place, yeah, you know, yeah, I go to Elevate Life every once in a while. The average believer goes to church once a month. And now, after we've had all this stay-at-home stuff in the last year, and I'm just telling you, I, I get it, I understand, I, I, think, I think some people were actually trying to do the right thing, but it's gone way beyond that now. It's gone way beyond that. And I'm just telling you, The reality is this. God wants you connected with people. He wants you connected in the house of God. And we've had a world that has been shut down and the devil has been cheering his rear end off because he does not want people together, especially God's people, because he knows if any two of you shall agree as touching anything on earth, my Father in heaven will do it. Welcome to the place of agreement. Welcome to the house of God. You know, uh, Nick, I'll just say this to you and Megan. I'm sure Texas is really different for y'all coming from California. I love California. I I think it's beautiful. It's amazing. So many things about California I like. But some people, when God transplants them, like they want it to be like the last place they were at. They want it to be like the last church they were at. And then they come to a new place and God's trying to do a new thing, but they're holding on to the last thing. Y'all listen to what I'm saying. This is not going to be a place that looks like your mama's church. It's not going to be a place that looked like your last church. It's not going to be a house, a spiritual house, that's like anything you've ever been in. Why? Because guess what? God wants to do a new thing in you. This is the Elevate Life Church where when you elevate your thinking, come on y'all, you elevate your life. So, so say yes to getting planted in a spiritual house, not just for a few weeks, not just for a few months, not, not while you work here, not while you live here, but as if for the rest of your life, this is my spiritual house. Be those kind of people, not wish-washy, Tough times hit this year, and I can't even tell you, we had hundreds, maybe thousands of people that said, oh, I'm just not, I don't know if I'm gonna come back to church, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna, we, we had people that I didn't address the race stuff right, and they left. I, I didn't talk about their issues enough. We had all kind of reasons, and that's and this is what people don't understand. Like, you're not here because you agree with me or because I agree with you. You're here because we belong to God, and this is His house, and this is a place where God can take your life to another level. So So, If you're ever looking for me to agree with your paradigm, that's probably gonna rub you the wrong way a little bit. You know why? Because not only are our experiences different, but God's called me as a spiritual father to speak into some of your lives in a way, I don't care how old you are, that in some ways your dad never did. So I'm gonna talk sometimes, not just as a pastor, trying to make you feel better, I'm gonna talk to you as a spiritual father to help you live your life better. And the truth is, if you never had a dad that spoke into your life, if you've never had a coach that had your best interests in mind, you're gonna misunderstand that message sometime, and you're gonna think, well, he kind of made me feel bad. Can I tell you that a minister, comforts the afflicted, but he also afflicts the comfortable. This is a place where you're going to be challenged to be the best that you can be for the glory of God. In a very loving atmosphere, we're going to love you, but we want to to help you transform into the image that God has for your life too. And some of you are still dealing emotionally with the lack of belonging that you had in your last marriage or the way you grew up, and God's trying to say... Come on, get transplanted. Transplant your mind. Transplant your money. Transplant your memory. Transplant your life in the house of God. Couple of things, I just wrote this, top 10 reasons why you belong at Elevate Life Church. I hope this resonates with you or you may not belong here. ELC is a place where you belong because it's a place where you will learn to elevate your thinking, to elevate your life. How many of you want your life to get better? Come on. Secondly, ELC is a place you belong because it's a place where the atmosphere is strategically organized so that you can connect with God through the three-stranded cord of the Word of God, worship to God, creative and media arts, where where we present a life-giving message of Jesus Christ. Number three, ELC is a place you belong because it's not just a church building to come to, but we are a tribe to belong to. It is a place where many people find their family of choice for the first time. Yeah. Number four, ELC is a place where you belong because it's a place where, where you will find some of the greatest alignments and lifelong relationships you'll ever have. Can I just tell you, I can't guarantee most things, but I can guarantee that. And as the founder of this church, as the father of this house, I can promise you this. If you'll stay long enough, God will connect you with alignments here that are are specifically for your destiny in the kingdom because we have an alignment revelation in this house and the alignments that will come out of this house will determine your assignments for the rest of your life. And I'm just telling you, it's the truth. I can guarantee that. I can't guarantee everything, but I can guarantee that. There's a lot of people that leave our church for whatever their reasons are through the years, 21 years, and they end up being mad at us. And you know why they're mad at us? Because they can't find anywhere else what they found here, and they can't figure it out. It's a grumbz man. What are you mad about? Well, I've had so many friends there, and people think. Listen, people think when they can leave when they leave a tribe. Here's what people think. When they leave a tribe, they think, oh, my friendships that are lifelong that I made there are gonna be the same. Y'all lean in and if you're watching, really hear me. No, they won't and they never will. Because when you're planted in the house of the Lord, that's where you belong. And when you decide I don't belong there, it changes your relationships forever. And there's people that have actually left our church from time to time through the years that have have said, you know, they they, they say, if you don't go to that church, you can't be friends with people. (sighs) Come on. We're not children. The reality is you're gonna do life with people wherever you are. It's called proximity. It's important for you to understand that. So let's look at number five. ELC is a place where you belong because this is a place where you will be loved into lifelong transformation. Somebody put an amen. ELC is a place where you belong because this is a place where you'll personally grow and develop because we are a love-based leadership culture where people can discover a genuine relationship with Jesus, a place where people can be developed to become disciples of Christ, a place where people will be deployed into leadership in all walks of life. I promise you, It's another thing I'm gonna promise, if you apply these leadership teachings, you will make more money in your future. I promise you, if you'll buy into this, if you'll understand God is actually speaking some things to me that are beyond a one, 2.3 sermon, one, two, three point sermon, but he's actually speaking some things to me that are gonna help me as I elevate my thinking, my life will be elevated. ELC number seven is a place where you belong because we recognize that you have a deposit of God's glory that we need and we want. Number eight, ELC is a place where you belong because it is the house of God. Somebody put an amen on that. Genesis 28, then Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. Now I'm gonna tell you something, this is how a lot of people are and they didn't know it. I can't tell you how many people that I knew or that I've known through the years that this, this becomes their reality. They don't know what they have until they lose it. And they're chasing something that they, they will never find because wherever you go, you help make that place what it is by who you are. And therefore, every place becomes a reflection of who you are. And you either make that place better or you make that, wor- that place worse. You either make that company better, you make that company worse. You make that boss better or you make that boss worse. You make those employees better, you make those employees worse. You make that spouse you chose to marry better or you make that person worse by you being there. And when you know you belong, guess what? You get a power to make everything better that you belong to. Come on, put an amen on that. Here's our house rules, some of y'all know this. This is a place of second chances. This is a place of grace. God will give you more here than you ever deserved. Come on, put an amen on that. This is a real place. This is a place where we all make mistakes. In this house, we do, I'm sorry. Why? Because we know we're not perfect. In this house, we do loud really well. Oh, listen, you don't, you don't have to be loud. It's okay, you don't have to be loud, but we, I'm just saying, in this place, we do loud really well. In this place, we do hugs. Even when everybody's saying, don't touch anybody, we're still gonna hug you, even if we have to hug you with our elbows. Our house rules, in this house, we do family. In this house, we do love. That's what makes ELC a place for you to belong to. It's the house of God. Number nine, ELC is a place where you belong because greatness happens here. Listen to me, I don't don't know what's happened in your life. You know what what one definition of great is? Just beyond normal. I prophesy over your life that you will never have another normal day. It'll be better than normal. We're gonna live in greatness. This is a place where greatness happens. Come on, put an amen on that. So whatever you are a part of has a chance to become greater because of your greatness. If you'll see yourself like that. Hey, this place has a chance to become better because I'm here. And see yourself that way. Don't, Don't see yourself as a taker. See yourself as a giver. I'm a part of something that I'm gonna make greater by choosing to be here. And then number 10, ELC is a place where you belong because this is a place, come on y'all, where impossible becomes possible. Ephesians 2. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. The kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. Psalms 84, what a beautiful home. This is the word of God now. God of the angel armies, I've always longed to live in a place like this. I've always dreamed of a room in your house where I could sing for joy to God alive. Birds find their nooks and crannies in your house. Sparrows and swallows make their nests there. They lay their eggs and they raise their young, singing their songs in a place where we worship. God of the angel armies, King God, how blessed they are to live and sing here and how blessed all those in whom you live, whose lives become roads you travel, they wind through lonesome valleys, come up on brooks, discover cool springs and pools brimming with rain. God traveled these roads, curve up the mountain, and at the last turn, Zion, God, is in full view. Say yes to belonging to a spiritual house. Don't just come to a church to check the church box. Be a part of a spiritual house. Be transplanted in that house. Your own home might be broken, but God's home is not broken. There's no such thing as a perfect church. If there was a perfect church, there'd have to be perfect leaders. Y'all see me every week. You know that's not true here. Really hear this. There is no scripture in the Bible that says if a church or pastor messes up or says something you don't like, you can leave. There's no scripture for that. There's no scripture that says if you don't like what is said, you can go because you disagree, so you disconnect. That's how worldly people act. God says plant yourself through the good, the bad, and the ugly. What God doesn't do is take you out of a house to make you homeless. Can I say to everyone watching online, maybe you're scared to come to church. I understand that, but listen very carefully what I'm gonna tell you. We do not walk by sight, and we certainly do not operate out of fear. I want to invite you to come home, come to the house of God. Do not be afraid anymore in the name of Jesus. And guess what? If I die because somebody breathed on me, some of y'all saw the Supreme Court ruling in California. Oh, they go to church, but only be 25% Nick full. And by the way, you can't sing there and you can't chant there. Well, here we're gonna sing, chant, dance, love, hug, worship. That's what we're gonna do in the name of Jesus because we're gonna balance faith and wisdom always. And I wanna invite you to come home. Can I just tell you that you're designed to belong? What does belonging look like? Listen very carefully as I close. Your behavior changes if you belong. The way you know whether you belong or not determines your behavior. If you belong in a family, it determines your behavior in that family. You don't act like a outsider, you belong in the family. When you belong, you're known. Don't just be a visiting stranger, but become known. Buy into what's happening in this house. Now, I wanna ask you a question. What if somebody came to your house and they didn't ask you, they just came and you walked into your kitchen and they're at your table, you don't even know them, and they're eating your food and they're not contributing anything. They just come to the house and say, feed me, feed me, feed me and I might like it and I might not. You see, here's the truth. Nobody would come in your house and just open your refrigerator and eat your food, but that's how a lot of people come to the house of God. They don't give anything, they don't serve, they don't contribute, they just come and they take and they take and they take. And you know what, it's okay for a season. But at some point in this house, this is your house. And if we're gonna get better, if we're gonna touch the world, if we're gonna keep feeding thousands and thousands and thousands of people, if we're gonna keep meeting people's needs, guess what? We need you to be in the house, contributing in the house, serving in the house, giving in the house, and making the house healthy and whole for other people. Come on, put an amen on that. You see, where I unpack my suitcase is where I belong. I wanna encourage you to unpack your suitcase here. Settle it. When you belong, you want to contribute. When you belong to the house of God. But you see, just as we are one body, 1 Corinthians 12 says, there are many members, all members of the body. We're in Christ. For in one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slave and free, made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I'm a, a... because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I don't belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would there be a sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would there be a sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged members in the body, each one of them as he chose, and if all were in a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are members, many members, yet one body. You all play a role here. You all have something to contribute. You all have a place that you can serve. You're a part of this house, you're a part of this body. You're not just somebody that visits every once in a while. A stranger that's a visitor. You see, what does belonging look like? It'll change your behavior when you know you belong. Your attitude towards serving and giving changes. You want to give to the house of God. You want to serve in the house of God. You talk differently. You choose to be positive in spite of negativity. You you give honor. This is a house of honor. We don't talk negative and critical about other people behind their back. It's funny, I'll see somebody sometimes, and here's what I'll say to them. I was talking about your back. I was talking behind your back to Pastor Sheila. And just know we don't talk about anybody behind their back without just blessing them and honoring them. Some of you have been in places, even in your own families of origin, where you've been talked about. There's nothing that'll make you feel like you don't belong more than that. Bible says in Colossians 4, conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Make the most of every every opportunity, treating it as something precious. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer everybody who questions you. You see, if you belong to a house, especially a house like this, you develop a spirit of honor. Maybe you've never been in a house where there's been honor. Welcome to Elevate Life Church, where we value honor. Come on, somebody put an amen on that. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, and now friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work so hard for you, who have been given the responsibility of urging and guiding you along in your obedience. Overwhelm them with appreciation and love. And now, friends, we ask you to honor those leaders who work hard for you, who've been given the responsibility of, of, of guiding you. Overwhelm them with your appreciation and love. Get, get along among yourselves, each of you doing your part. Our counsel is that you warn the freeloaders to get a move on. It's the Bible. Gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pull them to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to individual needs, and be careful when you get on each other's nerves that you don't snap at each other. Look for the best in each other and always do your best in bringing that out. And by the way, the Bible says, be cheerful no matter what, pray all the time, thank God no matter what happens, This is what Whitney was talking about. This is the way God wants you to belong to Christ the Christ Jesus that we live for. Can somebody put an amen on that? You see, if you belong, it doesn't just affect how you honor, it doesn't just affect how you behave, but your actions will change. Your actions will change. Galatians says, let's not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we'll reap if we faint not. Your actions will change. The best opportunities to belong in this family, listen very carefully and I close, are through our servant leadership teams and small groups. If you've never been in a small group, we wanna encourage you to go online, pick a group to join, get planted here, get plugged in here, get known here, help us be better by getting plugged in, but also servant leadership. Today in the lobby, there's, there's tables, there's people out there that, that wanna help serve alongside you. Do you know in our church, when somebody has a problem, they don't call the church office and say, hey, we need financial help. There's some people do, because they don't know any better. But when you're plugged in on a team, we get to know you. And guess how needs are met on teams where you serve. When somebody dies, I may not even know it. I, I pastor thousands of people, but the people on your team will know, and guess what? I'll know because they know. But I may not know what you're going through, because I pastor thousands of people and coach hundreds of people beyond that. So I'm interacting with a lot of individual people. How do you feel a sense of belonging here? You get plugged in, you serve somewhere. And that's what Elevate Life Church is all about. So today I wanna invite you, before you just rush out today, go to the lobby and in the lobby, find out where you can serve, find out where you can get plugged in. Uh, Pastor Sheila, I just wanna say one last thing about that is that like we, we, we have always had an events team here that set up our events, that set up our financial leaders breakfast, that set up for all kinds of things. Well, well, we've had some transition through the years with people. And the truth is like, even on the events team, like if you have the gift of hospitality, we would love for you to serve and help make the events here excellent. And, and so there's so many areas that you can get plugged in. We were talking to somebody this last week and, and honestly, them and like one other person have been setting up all the stuff for events. And I go, that just shouldn't be the case. So we want you to know, I'm I'm giving you a call as the spiritual father of this house. We don't need any volunteers. Listen, we need servant leaders that are planted in this house that'll make this house more healthy and more whole and more functional because you serve and because you give. So stop in the lobby today, amen? Okay, last thing. The 60-year-old body of Timothy Henry Gray was found under a Wyoming overpass two days after Christmas in 2012. There was no sign of foul play, no indication of a crime or mischief. A homeless cowboy who had died of hypothermia, Gray was a victim of bad breaks and bad luck. Except for this, he stood to inherit millions of dollars. Gray's great-grandfather was a wealthy copper miner, railroad builder, and founder of a small Nevada town that you might have heard of, Las Vegas. His fortune was passed down to his daughter, Huguette. She died in 2011 at the age of 104. She was worth $300 million. At the time of Gray's death, the execution of the will was tied up in court. As things turned out, The man found dead underneath the railroad overpass that had been poor his whole life was worth $19 million. How does the heir of a fortune die like a pauper? Surely Timothy Gray knew his family history. Was he in touch with his great aunt? Did it occur to him to investigate his potential inheritance? It would occur to me. I would camp on the doorstep of my great aunt's house. I would turn over every stone, read every document, wouldn't you? We would make it our aim to access the inheritance that we had coming to us. But do we? The truth is God has an inheritance for you and it's only found in his house. And that's the truth. And if you're not plugged in and if you never get with the right people, come on y'all, in the right place, at the right time, the right things will never happen. But when you get in with the right people, in the right place, at the right time, the right things always happen. 2021, the right things are gonna happen. It's called the year of possible in Jesus' name, amen. I hope you receive that. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.